Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on December 11th, 1-1-2019, last show of the year. So I'm going to tell you what I think the topic of the year was. It wasn't uh, artificial intelligence. I don't think that was a big issue this year at all. The big issue wait, wait, was... Wait, 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 hold on. Did you what? say last show of the year? Yeah. What? Isn't this the last show of the year? Well, well, hold on. When's, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, what about next week? Maybe there's another show next week. It's not Christmas yet, is it? I'll have to check. <laughs> Maybe it's not the last show. Maybe it's not the last Maybe show. Maybe that changes everything. If it is. Why, why does okay. it change everything? Okay, back to your... Back, back to your uh... Hold on. I'll check oh, during the show. I'll check during the show. Let me just finish oh, the opening. Do. I mean, I've got a lot A lot uh, depends on my schedule for next week. Oh, so let, you let oh, me okay. know. Okay. Okay. Listen, uh, yeah, where was I? Artificial intelligence. It wasn't the big issue this year. The big issue was, this is where Jerry interrupted, ghosting. Ghosting. Candidates disappear because they have so many opportunities that they accept something else before you get a chance to even meet them, or if you've met them, before you can present an offer. I've never seen this mentioned so much before ever. In fact, I never heard the word ghosting before. It was always just no show before 2019. And Jerry, since you're here already, would you agree with me that ghosting is the word of the year? I'm, or the yes. topic? The topic? Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. I think at the Okay. 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 <laughs> so, Jerry, Jerry, what should The recruiting animal Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. What a shout. Picks everybody up around oh, well. the world. We have listeners around the world. They all love that shout. I think Gosh. they listen to it first thing in the morning before they start work. Some of these people, okay? And wake you up. That would sure. Yeah, I'd like to thank my sponsors, PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Hire Tool, H I R E T U A L, the super duper sourcing tool, and Hone It, H O N E I T. The phone, interview, technology. we got a wonderful guest today uh, with the weirdest name. Man, I don't believe it, but I love it. Domina Gigi McQuaid. Domina is like a, a Roman mistress, a boss over the house. Gigi is uh, Leslie Caron from the movie Gigi. And McQuaid, that's a nice cowboy name. Okay, welcome to the show, Domina. Hey, nice to, nice to chat. I'm happy to be here. Good. I'm glad you're happy to be here. Jerry was trying to teach me how to say your name before the show started. He thought it was Domina, but it's not, right? 
Jerry's right. I'm sorry, animal. You're the wrong one in this case. <laughs> Domina. You're an idiot, animal. You're an idiot. <laughs> Seriously. It's Latin. It means lady, uh, you know, believe I'm... it or not. I took Latin for five years in high school. Domina. That's what my parents yeah. told me it means. Maybe they're maybe they've led me wrong all these years. What? Anyway, okay. So you, you, you want me to call you Domina? Is that Domina? Is that how I talk to you? Yeah, I mean it's my name. So. God, I you know I almost yeah, again. I, I'm afraid that people are gonna gonna conflate your stupidity with with me. I'm not I'm not this ignorant. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Domina is the right. Domina is the right way to say this yeah. name. Something's screwed right, up here, okay. but I'm not gonna fight about it. Okay. Yeah. Just go it's with it. Just go with TV it. TV show. That's why everyone yeah, okay. says my name wrong. Is that TV show? Okay, Spartacus. Spartacus. Yeah. Okay. It, it makes you seem sexy, though. I gotta say that. Okay. So uh, you don't have a tw- you it. don't have a Twitter address. So I can't give that out. Uh, you're very big on Pinterest. If anybody wants to look at that, and you know what? Personally, I call I call Pinterest Pinterest just because I like to. I know that's not how it's supposed to be, but I like it, so that's what I call it. Jerry, that's good. All right. do it. Yeah. Okay, do it. Okay. So I do have a Twitter, but it's a fake one that I just vent about politics. So okay. I'm glad okay. you didn't find it. <laughs> Okay, I didn't. Uh, I'm not a good sourcer. Okay, so your job, uh, you're a tech recruiter primarily, but you had a stretch role. You, you you managed a team of design recruiters as well. Sounded like it was a horror show, quite frankly. You wrote an article about it. We might get to that. You claim that you have closed over 500 candidates, okay? And uh, I was yeah. starting to call you. I was starting to call you the queen of closing in my own mind, but that might actually interfere with your friend Amy Miller. I think she might consider herself the queen of closing. And if that's true, you're the princess, though. Okay, the princess I'll of closing. That. I'm okay. Like a anyway, off of Amy. closing is your favorite part of your job. Uh, is that because it's the most challenging part? It's like you like to spar with people and see, I'm going to get this person and see if they can outwit me or I want to trap them into agreeing to something. Why is it favorite? It's it's fun. It's always different. You know, every candidate's different, what they care about, and just trying to uncover what they care about and then oh, somebody, get them over Somebody the is, with is, it is over in a again. strange place. There's all kinds of squeaking. I'm going to have to start cutting people. Let me just see. Hold on. I can't stand that noise. So it's 619. You know who that, that is, there. unfortunately? It's Kathy. She's right beside that uh, <laughs> Army base or Naval Center, and she claims that that interferes with her. It doesn't always interfere. Maybe she's on a different phone. I'm sorry, Kathy. Sorry, I'll bring you back. Don't worry. Okay, let's just get into it. We've been arguing about stupid things. Do you have – but coming back to that, issue of the year, ghosting, is that fair, or is there something else that is the recruiting issue of the year? Um, so, I mean, ghosting, I feel like if someone goes to you, they're just not that into you and you didn't sell them well enough in the first couple conversations, is my opinion. Um, I'd say yeah, that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, is it the issue of the year or is there some other big issue in recruiting? You get the ghosting is like. Yeah, I think it's closing all up, not just ghosting. 
Okay, you know, what's the noise? Is someone on a highway? I, I am on the highway, but it's not me. Not me. Not it. I'm in a quiet <laughs> office. Yeah. Okay. Okay, the show's going down the hill already, okay? But and she's we a good guest. I don't want it. Okay, <laughs> it's not me. That's right. <laughs> okay, Dorothy, okay? Let's get right into it. You use the same email for all candidates. Here's how you source. You, uh, you put all the candidates into a LinkedIn project, and then you have the hiring manager grade them. Is that right? That is 100% correct. So and you actually... So you send you 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 show all of your potential candidates to the hiring manager before you even approach them. Do I understand you correctly? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They're they're half as responsible for filling the role as I am. How many people is that, on average? Um, I usually I do a couple passes. So first pass, I'll throw like ten or fifteen to kind of make sure that I'm understanding the profile correctly. And if I'm getting, if they like half or better, then I feel like, you know, I got a pretty good understanding. Um, Hiring managers actually like it too, because it's, you know, I'm not setting a bunch of screens up on their their calendar with people they don't want to talk to. Okay. Does anybody want to comment? I mean, I'm sick of people telling me that I'm boring. I don't ask good questions. There's other pros on this show. Does anybody want to comment on that or ask her about that? I've never heard of it before. You've never anybody? heard of it? We, yeah. We used to do it all the time at Nestle. Okay, but you don't do it now. It, it, the implication is you're not doing it now. Okay? I, I don't do scale. I don't do I don't do bulk recruiting at scale. I do She's not doing personal. bulk either. Job by either. job, I, right? I, 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 yeah, I do principal and director level candidates. So it, it saves the recruiter time because you're not wasting a bunch of time yeah. with candidates screening them that, you know, the, the hiring manager doesn't want to interview. You can make a stronger in-mail. You know, like my subject line is this hiring manager wants to interview you for X role. And then I whatever comments they give me in the LinkedIn project, I just infuse that into my in-mail. Um, it just kind of cuts to the chase. It's, you know, like an in-mail that says like, oh, you know, Microsoft might be interested in you for some opportunity. That's weak. Like, if they know that they have something lined up, um, an actual interview, it's a little bit stronger of an email. Okay, yeah. You said your subject line is Microsoft wants to interview you for this role. That's that's mm-hmm. it pretty much, right? Okay. That is. And that, that's because you've already had the hiring manager pre-approve the person. Could a third-party recruiter do that? Yes. I mean, I think so. I mean, I, I, I haven't worked for agencies as, as much as, you know, or ever, I should say. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, it kind of cuts to the chase. And I just, I prep hiring managers like, hey, we're not going to get 100% response right here. Let's bank on 50%. Usually I get more with that tagline. But, um, you know, I think that hiring managers, when you explain the benefits and the time savings that I can spend time on candidates that you actually care about. Okay, yeah, yeah, like you, already said, you already said that. Yeah. You already said it. Okay, but that's how you yeah, sell it, okay? You, know you say, me. I'm going to save Small you brain. time in the long run, okay? In the long run. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, Elizabeth Warren, she kept saying, in the long run, it's going to save the middle class money, you know, her, her health plan. People didn't buy I that. Do. They wanted to know exactly how much uh, 
time they're going to – anyway, I'm not going off on a tangent. you got a okay, plan for uh, that, though. Didn't you roll that out? <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's say sometimes she will, you will skip the a recruiter screen and go directly to the interview. How do you make a decision about that? If the hiring manager, when you're putting these uh, potential candidates in front of them, uh, they get really enthusiastic, uh, you say, okay, I'm not even going to talk to this person. I'm just going to send her in. Is that what you do? How do you make that decision? Yeah, what I found with some of the higher-up uh, leader candidates that I talked to, uh, scheduling is tough, right? So if Sometimes me doing a, a first pass, you know, then, you know, the next screen with the hiring manager might be another week out. So um, if I feel like the hiring manager is a decent seller, I'll skip myself and move straight to them to move faster and um, and have them sell. Um, and then I kind of come in second pass after they're more interested about the role. Okay, so the key for you always is selling. You just said you know, if I think the hiring manager is going to do a good sales job on this candidate, I'll let her have the first shot at, at him. But if not, I have to come in there and and do it myself. But selling and presenting the role, mm-hmm. that's that's the key. It's not finding out necessarily about the candidate so much. It's fitting the job to the candidate. I'm, I'm going to I'm bloviating. Excuse me. Uh, ignore yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you said, but important. you also said closing is an art versus a science. So there's no formula because you give us rules. I have your rules laid out here. I'm going to come up with them. Yeah. There's a bunch of rules yeah. you have. Well, isn't that a science rather than an art? I think it's both. You know, like uh, I can tell all my rules to a brand new recruiter and it might make them better on day one, but still it takes experience. You know, you can. You can tell when a candidate's bluffing or if, you know, they're interested. I think that just comes with experience and having lots of accepts and lots of declines and trial and error. Okay. But you also said that there's many ways to close. Super direct. I don't know what that is, Mm -hmm. but you said that's one way. There's uh, the buddy approach. Maybe good cop, bad cop. I don't know what it is. Uh, What's super direct? Super direct is like uh, there's uh, another recruiter that I sit across the hall from, and his name's Colin, and he's just super direct. Like, you know, this is a great offer. You know, our comp team has built it out. He gets to the point, super direct. Um, He doesn't try to be your friend. It's kind of like are you in or out type of thing. Um, Some people take the buddy approach, like, hey, my job here is to advocate for you and make sure you're excited to come to our company. Um, there's some people that take more of the consultant approach and, um, yeah, I mean, some people put a lot of pressure on candidates. Some people, you know, build up that relationship to where sometimes they don't have to. Okay. Amy takes the advocating one that you mentioned, but what is, uh, put yeah. a lot of pressure on the person? What does that mean? Put a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, uh, putting a deadline on them. Uh, you know, even if there isn't really one on the back end, um, you know, giving, like, best and final first. I mean, there's, you know, lots of ways, you know, some people kind of okay. go for so if, you, if you're a that. manager, a recruiting manager, and you mm-hmm. think that there's a one way to close, and one of your individual contributors, a recruiter on your team says, that doesn't suit my personality, that recruiter is right and the manager is wrong. You can't impose one way of closing on a recruiter. It's very individual. Is that true? Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred percent. Okay. Now the the first thing you're trying to sell is the phone screen. Is that right? 
Yep, yep. You're just trying to okay. land that first meeting. Okay, but you never, it sounds like you never pick up the phone and call somebody for your first contact. It's always email or in-mail. Am I right about that? Um, yeah, usually. Um, there's one-offs, but uh, I find I, I recruit a lot of tech people, and um, they're more introverted for the most part, and so I think that they prefer email, text, that type of thing. So you saying that tech, uh, the introverts don't like talking? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've actually had like dev managers tell me that. Um, you know, uh, I think getting them on the phone is important because you can you can get a better sense of of where they are. Um, but you know, also you you know by like nonverbal gestures too. Like if they're taking non-responsive it's because they're not that interested you haven't done a good enough job you know selling them so you can get verbal and non-verbal cues but um usually moving on I go moving on speed. moving on you're wandering hey you're wandering last I week i let the guy wander and then at the end of the show he said you were too soft on me okay okay selling yeah. the phone screen selling the phone screen you say uh you have to incentivize them. I don't question uh, question them whether they match my requirements. I try to find out stuff about them for 15 minutes first. I don't believe you, okay? You don't even try to qualify them for 15 minutes. You just talk to them? Won't they ask you what I are you do. calling about and force you to tell them? Uh, yeah, I mean, they already know, though, because I've, I've prepped them with the in-mail. This manager wants to hire you. I know that they're at least loosely a fit for the role. So, um, you know, I am diving into the details later. But the first thing, you know, you have to do is listen and understand what they're looking for. Why did they take your Well, call? let me take you back Which a second then. For this initial email, Uncle Sam <laughs> wants you email, okay? Uh, how much yes. of the job description? How much of the job description is in there? I, I put a link in there, which, you know, some people disagree with that. But, uh, yeah, I put the actual link there to the role. Okay, you don't put money. Do you put money in there? No, no. Okay. I talk about you that know, on the people, phone. Well, some people think that you should tell the money in, in, in any kind of ad right up front. Okay, because money's you're going to – we'll come to it. Money is a big deal to you. You believe that money is something you have to find out about right away, if I'm not mistaken. So for these first 15 minutes, so the person, well, first of all, if you don't hear back from the person, how many times will you pepper them with email? Um, I probably, three is probably my, my max if they're really good and a good fit. Um, but I usually try alternate avenues. So I'll look at who, who their second degree connections are and see if I can like artificially make a referral. Um, or have that person kind of reach out and give me a warm intro. You're um, kidding. So I, don't, I don't like You're kidding. Yeah. How often does that work? How often does that work? It works quite a bit because Microsoft's a big company, and there's someone connected to that person, second degree. Okay, so you'll, you'll, you'll get someone who's working inside your company to send an email to your target at another company and say, Domino wants to talk to you, get on the phone. They'll do that for you? Yeah, yeah, they're in the same org typically, or you know, you have done good work for them in the past, and they'll they'll throw you a bone. Okay, if you're a third-party recruiter, if I'm a third-party recruiter and someone's not replying, can I go to my hiring manager, to my client, and say, look, 
okay? This person's not replying, but maybe somebody in your company knows him. Maybe you know this person. Uh, can I get somebody in, in, the, in the client company? I, I never thought of it before to, to, you know, send to contact this person and try to say, talk to her. A hundred percent. Sometimes even if I can't find the second degree connection, just the hiring manager reaching out directly, they're uh-huh. like, let's say it's a dev manager, one dev manager to another, it's something different, right? Like these people get hit up by recruiters all the time. So getting a leader in, in a company to reach out, it's different. And it, it seems a little bit more serious. So sometimes okay. having, even if it's not a second degree connection. Okay. So if someone what seems, what, yeah. Go ahead. Do you think that would work? Do you think that would work in a third-party situation where you don't have a uh, retained service type agreement? What difference does that retained service thing make? You're you're asking the client to do your work for you and contact no, that, that no, person. No, no, no. What the client's going to have to interview as well. The client's going to have to make a decision. Is, is she doing your work for you then? No. They're just helping you. Uh, they're supporting you in the search. I don't see that as they're doing okay, well, your that, work. That, just, that, that type of support or help just seems a bit uh, – hey, it may work, and, and, and I, I've just never considered well, doing it. let's call that. in Jerry. Are you still awake? Are you eating lunch? Are you still here? He was driving. Oh, yeah, he said he was going to participate in the show. Maybe he signed off, and I have to sign him back in. Yeah. Jerry, are you, you talking listening? talking to me? Yeah. yeah. Of course I'm listening. Are you listening? Okay. Yeah, I had to what take about, about a ten-minute pause to wrap up a placement there, homie. Yeah. Sorry. I know everything's more important in the show. Okay. Look, did you hear Michael G. Cox's question? Michael G. Cox, he said, for, could a third-party contingent recruiter uh, go to the hiring manager, his client, and say, look? This person isn't replying to my emails. I want you to send out the email and say that you know we're interested in taking a look at at, at him. Could could a no, third that, that party? That was your question. I was just wondering if that makes if the client is at that point kind of doing your recruiting job. Yeah, I was. My my answer would be I, I never get in that kind of a situation. I that's what I'm that's what I'm paid the money for is to. Get the people to respond to me. I would never. Kathy, I would never Kathy. lean on my client to go recruit yeah. for me. That's that's Thank about you. as lame as it w- would get. Thank you for yeah. unmuting me. I agree with well, Jerry and and Mike. There's no way I could ask my hiring manager to do that initial email because that's that's my job. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's for, it's not the initial email. She's already made an initial initial email. She I wants to. Yeah, but if if they're not responding to you, that means you can't get the job done, man. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's up to me to ask my hiring manager to do my work. I just couldn't do it. Okay, I'm a hundred percent with her. I am swayed. I'm seduced by her approach. Alan Fleur, still with us? Are you? Yeah, can you but come it's, in on it's this? situational. If I'm doing my job, I'm doing my job. It's it's good. I don't think you, Michael, Michael, I don't think you should come from, I mean, you can come from either side. If you're doing your job. Wait, I got to put Kathy on mute. I can't hear you. I got to put Kathy on mute. Okay. So go ahead, Alan. I'm just saying it kind of depends on what's going to get the job done. If me doing, if I'm doing it and it's going along great, great. If I think it's better to put him in front of Michael G. Cox, my vice president, as quickly as possible, I'm going to do that because that's what's going to, that's what's going to jazz up the, uh, the candidate. 
No, 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 no. The question is, will you get Michael G. Cox, your vice president, <laughs> or your client in this case, the third-party recruiter we're talking about, will you get your client to send out an email to support the have I already Have getting... I already talked to Anna? Have I, have I already had conversations with the candidate animal? No, you're trying to get the candidate no. to talk to you. In that case, in that case, what I would probably do, if I was going to do it, I'd send Michael G. Cox my VP and email, and I'd copy Animal on it and say, Michael, I think I, Animal was referred. I've been trying to get a hold of him. I think it would be really good if we both tried. That's kind of sneaky, eh? I mean, you're telling the, sneaky? the, the target kids. Sneaky? What the hell, sneaky? <laughs> Jesus, all I'm doing is setting the table and opening the front door and the aroma goes out. If somebody walks in and has a bite, I don't care. I don't care if I pushed okay. him in or if Michael pushed him in or if you pushed him in. Okay, well, that's what I, I'm, I'm saying in the same thing. I'm with Demina on this. Uh, I like, okay, hey, I like the, I'm back, I'm uh, back. Yeah, well, we're still talking about the same again, thing. I'm going to move on. I, I, don't, gonna, I don't do this yeah, for so, every candidate, but if there's a small talent pool and you're not getting a response, you hey, let the guess. Let the guest say something. Oh, there's some new kind of clunky phone, but go ahead, Damina. You're you're on the go oh. ahead. You've got the. And again, it's I, I guarantee no recruiter gets 100% response rate. And if it's a small talent pool and you're looking for something niche and you can't get a response, you got to try something different. So, you know, it's like a last resort thing. Uh, uh, it doesn't sound like it's a last resort for you. It sounds like something you do regularly. And I, you're, I like you're being a dead yeah. horse here, man. Move okay. on. It doesn't make sense. Okay. I think says, it works. It works for Demina because she's inside. That's that's true. That's true. There's Kathy with her phone again, dude. It's not Kathy. It's not Kathy. You sure? Kathy's blocked. <laughs> Kathy's Somebody's muted. It's some other person. Here, let me let me. Now there's no noise until the. It's gone away Something now. happened. Must be. I'm gonna put 405 on mute. So yeah, that's it. Okay, so we're moving on. Damina, you say that the average software engineer, okay, we also have to recognize that Damina's working for Microsoft. None of us usually have a name like that that we could roll over people, okay? Uh, <laughs> that that kind of works. Okay. It so, does help. So, yeah. <laughs> Damina says the average software engineer has three competitive offers. Is that, Jerry, would you agree about that, or is that her her level or, or her, you know, for no, her company only. No, that's pretty reasonable. I mean, not all on the same day, but in, in general, you could probably go out and get two or three offers. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Where did you get that figure, Demina? Uh, I read it in an article on LinkedIn once. Like, oh, uh, it must be true. Oh, it must be true. Oh, LinkedIn, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. How about that personal article? daily experience? Does that count? What'd you say? I can't hear you. I would if if you're not living that life right now, then you're not even in recruiting, dude. I can't hear what you're saying, Jerry. Is it is it wrong for me to ask? Jerry agrees okay. With me. Yeah, Jerry agrees <laughs> with you. Okay, fine. Yeah, e e okay. I'm gonna do an ad, you know, just to refresh my palate. Hey, everybody, hone it. H o n e i t is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips. 
You know why? To help hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, it delivers a ton of info that you can't get from a resume or a dry report from a recruiter. And, you know, I'm surprised that, you know, you can actually send send the hiring manager's uh, message out to a potential candidate we were just talking like we were talking about and get the hiring manager his passion and his need and sell the recruit sell the candidate that way anyway so if you want to get a hiring manager or a candidate excited about somebody else or an opportunity share some of the sizzle with hone it it h-o-n-e-i-t.com okay and it turns a whole interview into a searchable transcript as well hone it Okay, back to uh, our new friend, Domina. Uh, okay, here's what you say. Uh, so finally, we've got, we've got, we're in contact with the potential candidate, and you say if you're not targeting the right type of talent, you're setting yourself up for failure. So that means you have to rule people out from the start if you're going to close in the end. Okay, that's what you're telling me, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to have, like, realistic expectations. If you're at a startup that pays three bucks, don't reach out to Google candidates, right? Oh, so it's that general. Because I was going to ask you, how do you know what their benefits are? How do you know what their salary is? Uh, stuff like that that you say you have to find out right away. Yeah, you got to figure out, like, kind of where, where you are in the market, right? There's lots of tools. You can look at Glassdoor, LinkedIn, Talent Insights. If anyone uses that at all, it'll basically give you comp, like how many people are leaving from that company, you know, joining that company. What yeah, hold on a second. Wait a second, hard. Domina. Yeah. If you take your facts yeah. from LinkedIn articles, I'll tell you, I've taken facts from articles as well. And they say never rule anybody out based on, you know, uh, the salary that you've read about or anything like that. Somebody at Google might want to move to a three-buck company because of the location or who knows what. Maybe their parents live in that town and they're old and they want to be close to them. Are you saying, you know, make, you know, these abstract decisions or, or these decisions on, on, you know, I don't know, something without talking to them first, without getting on the phone and saying, look, what are you earning or, you know, what are you looking for? What would it take? You're saying we know them out I'm based on company. You, yeah. Well, I'm saying it'll, you'll save yourself a lot of time if you know that your company can at least be in the ballpark. I've convinced people to come to Microsoft for less money, but you got to be in the ballpark. It can't be like $1 difference, right? Is she right? Uh, Animal Crew, is she right about that? You know, take a look at the company they're with and knock them out based on that. Anybody want to comment? You don't have to. No, I, I've, I've had. Uh, to... Go ahead, Mike. I just opened Kathy though. If she wants I've, to say uh, something. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, I, I've just I've had situations where I thought, you know what, I, I don't see any chance that this guy's at a at a larger organization or this, you know, she's she's currently she's got to be earning way more. And then I shoot over a message, and and we engage in conversations that that you know it, it makes sense all of a sudden to to move forward. Okay, I just uh, you know maybe it works for you, Demina, but there's, there's another side to that story. You know, like and and title, titles can be relative, right? Like at banks, everyone's a VP, so like you know you don't want to box everyone out, but you have to have some sort of idea of like where you're actually able to pull talent from. Um, okay. There might be one-offs, but you're going to spin your wheels a lot to get to that purple squirrel. 
Okay, purple squirrel. I don't know if that's allowed on this show, that term. Anyway, I haven't officially banned it. Okay, <laughs> but uh, okay, but pay, uh, so, so compensation, titles, benefits, you're saying that generally you can figure this, these things out before you speak to anybody. And actually, uh, you keep uh, a one-note file on your co- main competitors, right, on the, on the companies that you like to recruit from. You've got, uh, uh, I don't know what they call it, uh, this, this, isn't there something in Sun Tzu about keeping a book about your enemies, something like that? Yeah. You keep a, an, yeah. an enemy file, right? You keep an enemy yeah, file. Yeah, my hit list. <laughs> okay. And so what do you got in there, your competitors' um, uh, profiles? Yeah, different cells that have worked, you know, um, titles, how they relate, compensation, um, benefits info, you know, where we win, where we lose, um, you know, different different things that just help me with, with selling if I come across it again. I, I have, like, a terrible memory, so if I don't write it down, I'll forget. Okay, but if so if you recruited somebody from a certain department at Google, you'll put a note about it there and say this is a, a weakness of that enemy. Is that what you're saying? That mm-hmm. I, could, I, could, I yep. could go with that. Okay. Now, yep. you say also if you're going to be a salesperson, you have to prepare your – your ammunition, your like catechism or whatever it is in advance. You have to know the pros and cons of working for a big tech company uh, or a mid-sized company or, or or your direct competitors. Just like we're talking about, you have to. You said you got a bad memory, but you said you have to know uh, at the like a spur of the moment, be able to sell your company against them. And there's certain standard uh, approaches to that. Am am I right about that? Yeah, 100%, you know, because sometimes, uh, you know, again, introverted software engineers and tech people in general, sometimes they won't tell you, like, what their hang-up is or what their objection is. You have to kind of, like, uncover it or, you know, sell, like, you know, overcome it without them saying it sometimes. You know, it'll it'll help you close more. You can get okay. over all those, those hang-ups that they have. Okay. Okay. Now the intake session that so we're just coming to that's where everything starts. You say a lot of recruiters in the intake session they only focus on their specific role instead of the big picture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. you start with the business goals. I'll just read what you said. You start with the business goals. Uh, what product and service are they trying to deliver? How? Uh, why? Did, when do they need this person? How many people are, are they recruiting uh, besides this role? Uh, I don't understand what you're talking about there. What do you mean by the big picture? Yeah, so a lot of recruiters just kind of like tunnel vision, look at this one wreck. But let's say you take you zoom out a little bit and you know, hey, this is the first one, but we got – 10 more coming over the next quarter that are the exact same profile and you pipeline all 10 at once and you're going to be a lot more efficient, right? So you just have to take a step back and understand the big picture versus just this one-off thing. And it, it just, it, it gives you a lot of credibility if you can start the conversation that way and, um, you know, come prepared to, and, you know, ideally have like data. Okay, hold, on, hold on a second. You know, no, 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 hold, you, your answer, your answer was no good. Okay. I'm going to be blunt. That wasn't a good answer. Okay. What are you, you looking said, for? Oh, okay. Well, here you said starts. What are the business goals? What does that mean? Yep. Give us an what example. Are what are they? Yeah. So let's say um, they have to deliver, they have to roll out their some product by June. And if they don't get a hundred hires by March, it's not going to happen. So if you, if you know that, then you know that their biggest priority is speed, right? They may be able to flex on some of their, their requirements in order to meet that speed goal. 
Okay, and the hiring manager won't tell you that on her own? You have to force it out of her? Um, sometimes. Or, you know, that hiring manager might be in control of, like, a segment of that hundred. and uh, But they'll know about the rest, but they only care about their little piece of the puzzle. So just taking the time to ask some of those probing questions long-term will – it, it just saves you time, and you'll have more information with the for the candidate of you know uh-huh. what this role is, the growth opportunities, things like that. Okay, and also, what product or service are they trying to deliver? Don't you know that in advance? Um, sometimes, uh, maybe this is a Microsoft thing, but a lot of our job descriptions are a little vague, so um, not all, I don't always know going into it. Okay. When do you need this person? Okay, you just gave us a – wouldn't they tell you that? I mean, you actually have to ask them. Um, I mean, every most managers are going to be like yesterday, right? But just truly sussing out, like, how big of a priority is this? Um, I, I don't know about everyone else, but, you know, at any given time, I have a full workload, so I need to figure out, like, how to prioritize them. Like, is this a critical hire, or is this just, like, uh, you know, uh, a good-to-have Okay, and you, did you say somewhere else? Did I see you say on Facebook that you've got 37 positions to close before year end? Oh, I was joking. I was exaggerating. Um, I mean, I do have um, maybe probably like I'll probably get another like 12 out before the holidays, but uh huh, not 37. Okay. Now we're moving to talent gaps. So you say when you're when you're doing the intake session, you got to find out about the team. Do they have talent gaps? Are there certain skill sets? Uh, that they're missing, or do they just, you know, mm-hmm. need more good engineers to do, you know, the vol the volume of the work is so great, uh, you know, that they they have all the skills they need, they just need more hands. So that's something exactly. important for you to find it. You want to give a? Do you have an example that came to mind? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, I used to recruit for e-commerce here at Microsoft, and it was like, okay, who, you know, what gaps are on the team? Do we need someone with, you know, lots of scale experience or services or you know, um, sometimes it's like competitive intel, you know, like at one point we were targeting people from Walmart labs, obviously Amazon is in our back door here in Washington, but, um, you know, just figuring out it can be a skill. It can be like, you know, somebody with certain experience at a competitor. Okay. Yeah. I'm moving on. I don't, your answer is not pleasing me. I'm going to do an ad, but I want you to think of this question. Okay. I mean, yeah. you used to be a pilot before you were a recruiter, you were a pilot, right? I was. Right. Yeah. Did you? I want to know if you have more courage, or there's something in your character that you know is reflected in the fact that you were a pilot that that you think bleeds over into recruiting. But right now, I'm going to do an ad for Hire Tool. H I R E T U A L. Your good friend Amy Miller is a big promoter of them. She says, "I love it. Their AI sourcing tool is amazing. Just set it and forget it. Just set it and forget it." Rebecca Barnes-Disser says it's a great tool, best in the industry. Mariel Castellano says the best tool ever. I highly recommend Hire Tool. Monique Davis says I said it and forget it, just like Amy. I love Hire Tool. Mike Cohn says their email finding is one of the best available and definitely the fastest and easiest. Very, very good stuff. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, Hire Tool is a super-duper sourcing tool. You go to the website, put in your search info, they create the Boolean string. You can be dumb. They'll do it for you. It returns a ranked list of candidates with contact information. You can check it out uh, with getting their free Chrome extension at Hire Tool, 
H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, and see if the contact information it gets for you pleases you. You know what? I'm going to do the PC Recruiter ad right now, too. We use PC Recruiter, and we love it, says Nick Mazur. I've demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust set of features. Robust. Other products? Do one or two things. Robust is going to be considered sexist at some point in the future. I guarantee it. Other products do one or two things better, but overall, <laughs> PC Recruiter has the most features. We do multiple industries and four different types of searches, and it's very versatile, and they have great support. Okay? They're very friendly. PCRecruiter.net. Go check them out. Back to Domina, the pilot. Sky Pilot, do you like that yes. song? You don't have to comment. Okay, so do I. It's okay, right. so so do so you, what if you want to sing it now? I'm open. Taught me, yeah, I got my answer ready. So I think that it taught me how to work under pressure. Like as a pilot, I was actually an instructor, and I, I was making life or death decisions. Like, is this student ready to fly by themselves, or are they going to kill themselves? And and mm-hmm. recruiting, nothing really rattles me. Like if I fuck up, nobody's going to die. So um, it just allows me to work under pressure better. Yeah, really. That's very important, isn't yeah. it? Especially in the yeah. closing. They can't scare you. If, it, if the if deal's going south, you don't care, right? Your pulse doesn't get raised up, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like or when animal tells me my answer sucked, it's like, meh. All right, well, yeah, right. that one. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly, you shouldn't care that I tell you that, okay? I'm just supporting the show, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, okay. Uh, fair it, enough. It, yeah, and if the hiring manager, you know, you t- you say, listen, you got to push back. Okay, I want to hear if you've ever, you know, if you've got a good story, not a, a wandering story. If you say you have to push back at these people, right? <laughs> if they're looking for something that doesn't exist, and if they get cranky with you, and Amy has told us that they can get cranky there. Okay, if they get cranky with you. Your pulse doesn't go up. Their pulse is going to go up. They're going to be the ones who pay emotionally. Am I right about that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, you know, you win if you keep your cool. But, yeah, that happens all the time. Hiring managers have unrealistic expectations. Like they um, – what's a good concrete your example for you? Hey, is that your kid? Your hair's not gone anymore. Nope. Daddy, your hair's not gone anymore. Hmm? Who's that? Who's talking? Let me close up. I closed up 909. I closed 909. I think it took that kid out. Okay. No, it's still going. Is it still going with the kid? Mommy needs 911 or something. Who's got their There's kid on the recruiting there. animal show? Come on. Sounds like a hiring manager. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right I'm gonna, that's not your little girl, is it? It is not. It is not. That's happened to me before, but not this time. Okay. Okay. Tell us about Talent Insights. I've never seen anybody talk about it. Does anybody know what Talent Insights are on LinkedIn? Okay, go ahead. Shoot. Oh yeah. No. Well, you gotta you gotta pass a certification. That's why not a lot of people. You have to like go to a testing center. They like take away all your stuff and check your arms. It's kind of intense. Um, but it's a really yeah. cool tool. So actually, it it leads into your other question of if I have an unrealistic hiring manager, I show them Talent Insights. 
So I show them like the actual size of the talent pool on LinkedIn. You can see like type in any skill like software development and any area and it'll tell you how many people are there. Or, you know, if it's a really specific skill, it's awesome because it tells you like, hey, what you're looking for, senior talent with this skill, the number of people in this area are 12, you know? So it just gives the hiring manager, it pressures them to loosen their requirements if you need to. Yeah, but isn't okay, it just so a here's, little, it, it, I'm, familiar, I'm a little so familiar with it. It's a pretty expensive tool, isn't it? You know, it probably is. Microsoft owns LinkedIn, so I'm a little spoiled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so basically what she's saying, Animal, is, you know, hey, I drive this really nice Mercedes because m the, the company owns it, and you you people have, oh, well. You know I what, mean, Alan, there are, there are other big companies with, uh, who, you know, I'm sure they spend money on recruiting tools as well, even if they don't get it for free. <laughs> uh, well, these guys aren't getting it for free either. Didn't they spend $20, 26000000000 billion on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we that was pocket pen. change when they bought that. Okay, here's it what I think. You, okay, it says you show it shows you the total market by geography for certain skills, mm -hmm. right? Is that is that all it does yep. or is there something else? It shows you the total oh. talent pool size and you can limit it by uh geography. That's essentially it. Am I right? No, you can you can look at like how many people are leaving a company, where other people are getting their talent. Um, there's all kinds of cool things. The hidden gem function is my favorite. Um, What's that? It'll tell you where there's it's um, it basically is where you'll find a deal on candidates. To, it boils down to like it's where candidates are getting low volumes of in mails, but there's a high concentration of that talent. So can you give so, me an example? So yeah, yeah. So let's say you're looking for software engineers and, you know, the main that you put it, you, you know, widened it to all of the U S like the obvious places that'll come up are San Fran, like Seattle, you know, all you guys know all the hot spots, but it might say like, Oh, there's a concentration of high number of software engineers, but low outreach in, I don't know, Nebraska or something. I probably should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. Uh -huh. Okay, so it'll show you then for for your you know postal district or whatever you, the ge geographic uh, limitation is, it'll show you how many recruiting emails the, the 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 relevant candidates are getting in that neighborhood. Uh, so you can say, look, I've got a shot. Number, but it tells you where they're getting the lowest amount in general on average. It'll also it tells okay. you all kinds of stuff like the average tenure of a skill set like. You know, how long a software engineer stays at, you know, companies, or you can do it by specific company or by skill. Um, it's got uh, all kinds of stuff. Okay. Is there, is, there, is there a demo of it or a video about it on YouTube or anything like that? Talent, talent Insights? There must yeah, be there something probably somewhere. Is. I'll find one for you. I'll post it on your Facebook page. Okay, great. I'll find okay. one. Okay. So you, you use Glassdoor. So after all that fantastic, uh, that fantastic tool, you're still using Glassdoor to give you trends on compensation. Why? Uh, I don't use Glass. Once I um, discovered Talent Insights, I've only been using it for maybe like six, nine months, to be honest with you. But um, I've moved away from Glassdoor because uh, I found it's a little more accurate and it's easier to digest it all on Insights. Oh. But I used to use Glassdoor a lot. Okay. And not, since it's good to, to know because not all of us are going to oh. ever have a chance to use uh, Talent Insights. Okay. Uh, when to pitch. Okay, you see a lot of recruiters who don't do a lot of selling throughout the process. 
then you give these hackneyed examples. You wouldn't propose to someone before telling her why she would stay with you forever. Okay, I assume you picked that up from your husband. Uh, and you should know uh, if she's going to accept before you propose. Okay, well, what's that all about? I mean, <laughs> sounds like a yeah, Harlequin romance. I, yeah, I mean, I just feel like dating, dating and recruiting is really similar, right? And so, like, if you're surprised at the end, if you don't know, I mean, there are some cases where I don't know, too, at the end. But for the most part, I'm asking probing questions along the way. Like, hey, is this role, you know, something that sounds like you'd love it, hate it, or you kind of meh? If they say meh, you, they probably aren't that interested. So you, I give them those probing questions all throughout the process. Like, is Microsoft your first choice, last choice, somewhere in the middle? And um, so I have a pretty good pulse by the end of, you know, how aggressive I need to be on comp based on how interested they are. Okay. Uh, but you say other recruiters are too dumb to do that, and they get surprised at the end. Am I right? Sometimes, yeah. Or they're just busy and don't put the time in. I mean, not that, not necessarily that they're dumb, although, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. Some time. of your some of your colleagues might be listening to this. Okay, she's not talking about anybody at Microsoft. Uh, uh, everybody, okay, out there. <laughs> she's talking with people at other companies. <laughs> I mean. I have a small brain. If I can do it, anyone can. <laughs> okay. But you know what? Uh, the next one is for the, the teams you're recruiting for. You're not saying they're dumb either, but you say the team has to be selling throughout the process as well, okay? It's just as important as the recruiter selling, okay? What, 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 where do they come into the picture? You have, for the on-site interviews, you bring them in to see everybody on one day. So when does the team get a chance to sell? Just that one day, or what are you talking about there? Um, in the phone screen, they get a chance to sell. Like if you're grilling someone in that phone screen and then you're like, okay, bye. Um, they may not want to go to onsite if they have two other offers or in that onsite, if you beat them over the head and they feel like they got waterboarded, that's probably not a, a team that they want to join. Candidates have options right now. So what do you mean? Nick? First of all, that, did you have two other, did you have two com other competitive offers when your husband proposed to you? Or maybe you proposed to him. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. It was my second engagement. <laughs> so, I mean, you said you said recruiting is like dating. Okay, I, I don't know. Maybe you proposed to him. You're someone with, uh, you know, an R and Will. It doesn't. I don't see. I'm, I'm a closer, either. right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've gotten that's what, uh, no, but I mean, they're they're closing you on that first date, right? Do you want to go on another date, or like, are are you mess and you ghost them? You know, it's. It's the same through the whole process. Okay. But you say some managers are introverts or they don't know how to sell or they've worked there a long time and they don't know anything about the market landscape. It's your job to teach them how to sell. So before you put anybody else on the phone or at the same desk as a candidate, you sort of rough them up and say, look, I'm going to smarten you up, pal. Okay. This is what you have to ask this is what you have to think about is that right do you give them a session how do you make mm -hmm. sure that that they're not dopey yeah i i call it out i say hey he's got interviews with x and x company this is where we shine against those companies i i give him that like competitive intel and uh so hit on this you know let's set him up with someone who also has a newborn baby for the lunch interview so they can like you know i, I kind of increase stack the deck in our favor Okay, do you just send an email to the hiring manager, or do you go and sit in front of that person and make sure they get it? Uh, 
it depends. Sometimes it's an IM. Sometimes when I'm, I send out the kickoff email of to all the interviewers of like you know shit to do during the day and not to do. Um, and yeah, yeah so you're a rough I, talker. You okay, big... you're a rough talker. You just slip it in every now and again. Okay, but yeah, I'll, I'll bet during the day <laughs> it's like... not as as tame as it is here. I just have that feeling about you. Okay. <laughs> I okay. I feel like a good f bomb. It just emphasizes your point personally. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Look, Jerry's very concerned about, I I really don't care that much, but Jerry is concerned. Okay. He doesn't want a sweet girl like you coming on this show and roughing it up. Okay. He's he's a Midwesterner. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jerry. Okay. He's sleeping or eating lunch or anything. So he's got always some excuse not to listen. Okay. (laughs) Look, uh, look, okay. So hold on a second. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think if these people are not good salespeople, uh, you can't just send them an email and say, oh, this is what you have to do. They're not going to read it. They're too busy with their own thing. You have to grab them by little pals and say, look, do you get it? Okay? I, I, I want to know, Damina, if you've ever had a case where you're bringing someone in and the team screws it up for you, yes or no? Yes, and then I break their kneecaps. <laughs> okay. Now give me give an example. Tell us can you tell us what happened? Is it okay? I don't want to get you fired later. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. Uh here's an example. I had a team um where some people pride themselves on being like tough interviewers, you know? Um I had this team and they were it's not a trend where they'd go candidates would go through a phone interview, they would be a hire, like, hey, let's bring them on site for a loop. And it happened like three or four times in a row where the candidate backed out and the candidate didn't exactly tell me why, but I saw a trend. I know this team and I'm like, Hey, and I brought him the data. We've lost the last three candidates because you guys are not selling and making this an appealing place to work. These candidates have other options. So we've missed out on them. Okay. I personally would go nuts if I brought in four good people and four struck out. Okay. I wouldn't want to give them any more people. I wouldn't want to, wait that long i would after the first one i'd pounce on them okay and what do you mean when would they waterboard someone to yeah i might (laughs) (laughs) if 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 they waterboard somebody what does that mean during an interview they waterboard them what does that mean because i would like to waterboard someone i just don't know how (laughs) oh i i can send you some youtube videos on that too (laughs) uh what i mean by that is like you know grilling them all day you know and uh, not, you know, not being, a, again, a team that they want to work for. It's a two-way street. We're deciding if we want to hire them. They're deciding if this is a good enough place to leave their happy home. Oh, you know what? Just for Jerry's information, this is not the last show of the year. <laughs> Adam Posner is next week. So, just, so I, I screwed that up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't listening, and I don't think he answered the question anyway. Well, what haven't I brought up uh, that you think – you can come back. I don't have to get to all my questions. But what haven't I brought up that you think you'd like to, to talk about today that we haven't talked about yet? Because we're almost at the end. We're almost at the end. Um, hmm. Well, it hasn't Let's been long see. enough. Doesn't yeah. it feel like it's been long enough? Go ahead. It feels like 18 years, but, you know, it's okay. counting. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Um, Look, are you on some kind of – hold on. Are you on some kind of charm offensive right now? Because I saw you in a webinar. I think you're on this show. Uh, I think you're talking to other people on podcasts as well. Are you trying to spread your name around there? Because you know, is, is, is if you are, then you've got – I know you've got stuff you want to talk about. That's why I'm asking you. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I, I have been kind of making the rounds. Uh, our friend Amy kind of got me into this. I did a panel. She referred me, and then it's kind of led to a bunch of other stuff. You know, uh-huh. a little, uh-huh. little wit and charm gets you a long well, way Well, I've got to say, if somebody, has, if, somebody, if somebody has an opportunity to see a webinar with, with Domina, they should, they should go. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe the guy who introduced you had an accent. That's why I thought it was dumb. I don't know. I don't know. But, <laughs> but it was very, it was very good. I mean, not all webinars are good. People speak in monotones. They're uh, introverts, like you claim. Uh, uh, they're not good. You were good. I was interested the whole yeah. time. Okay, and it was very informative as well. And it was an hour. Yeah, that's okay. a long time to hold someone's attention. Yeah. Yes, it was very it was very good. Okay. So so but I'm begging you now, based on the fact that you're okay. coming up with all this material, is there something you want to talk about or should I just move on, you know? Let's see. Uh I mean this isn't even recruiting related, but I've been it's been on my mind. It's slightly recruiting related. I feel like burnout is a big thing that I've been thinking about and uh you know because recruiters the the job is so 24/7 and I don't know about you guys but I just go 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 at 100% until I like burn out so I'm trying to like that's one of my goals for 2020 is to figure out like pacing wise how I stop burning myself out every 6 months <laughs> like oh, really? too much shit yeah, I don't know, well, yeah, I don't know why you took related, you took on mind. your 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 you're what you call an individual contributor, and then you took on a management a recruiting management role as well that you'd never done before. It sounded really difficult, uh, and, and you said nobody was patting you on the back for it or anything. Uh, why would yeah. you do something like that? It seems stupid. You know, I I'm like one of those people where if I'm not challenged, I get bored and I get restless. So I keep I actually did it to myself again. I'm now the lead bridge data center recruiter, so I'm kind of like coaching a team of five to seven yeah, contractors. Yeah, okay, but why do you say that your center. boss say promote me? Don't make me do my old job and a new job at the same time. It's crazy. Yeah, Abby, Doug, okay. if you're listening, promote me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. Last question. Okay. Since you're not okay, you said your husband is a salesperson. I think you said you've learned some things from him. Am, am I right about that? That you've used in in your closing? Do you have something you want to tell Absolutely. us? Absolutely. Yeah. No. He uh, he works for a startup in sales. He's been in sales for like ten years. I pick up stuff from him all the time. Um, you know, like even in mails, having he calls it clickbait in the the subject line. Like you, ha- that's all you have to get somebody to open that mail and actually read it or you know, just ways of, of kind of putting pressure on without, you know, turning someone completely off. Um, he's pretty slick with that, you know, like a Well, well a okay, that's the last thing. Here. What does it mean, put pressure on without turning someone off? How do you do that? So how you I save it? do it is, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll put a deadline on someone. I'll be like, hey, you're our favorite candidate, number one pick, but we do have a couple backup candidates. Um, so we need to know by this date. Again, the team's really excited about you, but that's how I kind of, at the end of the day, make them make a decision. Okay. And, and if they don't end. answer you by that date, if they don't answer you, you know, uh, will you will you say, okay, I'm cutting you loose, or will you give them a few more days? They're typically not that into you. They've got another thing that they're waiting on. Is my experience. Uh, once in a while, they'll come crawling back, um, and you know the role's still open. Sometimes I take them, but um, most of the time, if they don't answer you by your date, you're not their first pick. Okay. And the only question yeah, I haven't asked, you don't asked have to be taking the preemptive strike of cutting them loose. It's just they didn't get back to you. Moving on. Exactly. 
Yep. Well, Mike, if they were good and I'd work my ass off to get them to that point, I wouldn't just let them disappear. I would pursue them. Okay? That's the no. kind of person I yeah, am. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, the, but the preemptive strike, I'm cutting you loose, you know, you've only got three days and after that you're dead. She did it already. Well, that she said she doesn't. does it. She said she does it. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, think she shouldn't do that? Whole th- I, I used to use the whole three-day thing, and, and I still do. Hey, here's your offer. It's a three-day. It's good for three days, just so you. But I'm using that in a conversation. Also, it's it's yes, you're going to see that listed on your offer. But let me tell you what that's about, and then you have a conversation around why there's a three-day time limit kind of thing. But I, I can't just put it out there without having that conversation. Okay, yeah. we'll come back to that. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable it. doing it's an, so. It's an urgent need on the team, so I, I kind of usually blame that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, although I like he might, the way he puts it, he's given the threat, but he's got a velvet velvet glove around it. Okay, he's using the nasty fist, the iron fist. But he modifies it. Oh, you know, there's a reason. And you just added, you just gave a reason. We're we're urgent here. You know, we have to we have to know quickly. Domina, I didn't get to ask you about your strange parents giving you those names, uh, but I will another time, okay? Because I really enjoyed having you. Uh, as I said, I. I I, I really enjoyed your, your webinar as well. If it's still available, I recommend people go in and check it out. Alan Floor, Kathy Manis, uh, Jerry Albright, uh, Michael G. Cox. Thank you! Walking in the 